So let me ask you a question. If you could kill one word in your life, what would it be? Would it be loser? Would it be overweight? Would it be addict? Would it be left behind? Would it be forsaken and forgotten? Would it be average? Would it be slow? What word would it be that you would kill? What loser label would it be that you would peel off? What new name would you want to give yourself or receive instead of that which you have been called? In this series, what God call, or called out, the theme of this year is what God calls you, calls you out. It really is about getting, receiving a new name. It's about, it's about really understanding who we are in Christ and what God is doing. And so, man, you guys excited to be in the house of God this weekend? Amen. Just want to welcome all of our campuses and just want to say how, how thrilled that we are that you guys are here. Understand, man, we love you. We pray for you. God behind bars, we love you guys. Every day, Michelle and I, we intercede for you. We believe God is going to do some, some unbelievable, wonderful things. And so I want to ask you to do me a favor. You guys believe I pray for you, right? And I know many of you pray for me, but I, I had a couple of friends, a couple of close friends who are pastors, walk away from their churches and walk away from their families. And man, it just grieved me. But it's a continual reminder that anybody can step in stupid, Right? And so it would, it would devastate our congregation if the enemy was to take me out. And so I want to encourage you. Do you guys pray for me and Michelle? Just Would you guys lift that up? Come on. Can I, can I count on that? All right. So just, man, that, that's the deal. I'm excited about, about 2017, about what God is doing, about what God is going to do, about this series and all that kind of stuff. I believe that it's going to be our best year yet. The only way for 2017 to be our best year is for it to be your best year. Because, see, we are many members and we are one body, the Scripture says. And so for us as a body, as a spiritual family, as a church, have our best year, it requires that you have your best year. And so we're, in the, we're be, about to begin the third week of a 21-day fast. Uh, we've, gave, we've given this book out. It's a devotion now that I wrote for you, a 31-day devotion. Now the book of Daniel, if you don't have one, at all of our campuses, if you go to the Resource Center, uh, you can pick one of these up. They're free. And just dive in. Pick it up tomorrow on the 15th and just do it and then come back around on the 1st and finish it up and, and walk through that with us. It will make a huge difference in your life. So I want to challenge you about that. Do it in the book. There's a personal growth plan. At least do the spiritual one, the faith one. It's been the greatest tool in my life ever to grow spiritually. And so do that. It will help you. Uh, do the Bible reading plan that we're reading together, that we're just walking through the Word of God together. We're praying, reading the same passages, praying for each other every day. It will be, it'll be amazing. And I believe the Spirit of God is going to give us, is going to take us to new heights. How many of y'all believe that? Anybody believe it's going to be amazing? No question about that. Momentum of the Spirit, we're going to swell to our largest attendance ever. We're going to see more people saved and baptized this year than any year in the history. No question about it. We are going to see the greatest level of generosity and giving that we have ever seen in the life of our congregation. And we just believe that the momentum is, is going to move. We're, I believe we're still going to reach 10,000 people in this decade of dreams, the, but reaching 10,000 by 2020. So it's going to be great. It's going to be unbelievable. 
And uh, just to let you know, uh, in March, we are going to launch God Behind Bars 2 at Morgan County Correctional. So excited about that. Let me say something to our Morgan County camp, I mean to our Bledsoe County, our God Behind Bars campus. Because of what God is doing with you guys, because God has rocked that campus to such a level, that prison, other prisons in Tennessee are calling saying, hey, we want God Behind Bars because of what God is doing at Bledsoe. Way to go, guys, man. Thrilled, excited about that. And let me just, just tell you, but you guys are, so many of you are so faithful in giving. Let me just give you a little story, just tell you what happened. Uh, we, our Bledsoe team, Steve Massey, our campus pastor, and, and uh, Brandon, our Campbell County campus pastor who works with Steve, they took uh, Christmas to Bledsoe County. They got the inmates in, they brought their wives and their children in. They, they, we, brought, we brought crafts in. And we did crafts with the kids. By the way, each craft they did, they did two. So one craft they could take home, and the second one their dad could take back to his prison cell. Now, you take it for granted to get to hang your kids' artwork on your refrigerator. They've never one time ever had it. So while the kids are making crafts, the, the, the other team brought the presents, and the moms and dads wrapped the gifts. And then the kids came back, and many, for the first time, those inmates got to give their children a Christmas present. So those kids unwrapping it, man, it was was awesome. Their kids are unwrapping it. Many of them were balls, and one dad is just sobbing. He said, I have never thrown a ball with my child in my kid's life because you guys give, because you're faithful. That's such the, it's, that's just one little sliver of the ministry that we get to do globally because you guys, are we going to continue to be generous and faithful financially? So let's do it. By the way, uh, if you want to be a part of that second launch, you'd like to serve at Bledsoe or the new God Behind Bars in Morgan County, if you'll go online and get fake promise and if you'll fill that out, we've got a training, we'll contact you in a couple weeks or take your communication card, fill it out, put in the offering boxes, hey, I want to serve at GBB. So that's coming. Pray for new locations. I'm praying for at least three campuses this year. Uh, so it's going to be a great year. By the way, I should have preached this sermon last weekend. My bad. I'm so sorry. I really sort of got ahead of myself because every year I do the first weekend and take the theme verse of the year. I was so excited about the message last weekend that I just got ahead of myself. I don't even know what I was thinking. And of course, then what happened? We had the blizzard of 2017. And some of you got like a quarter inch at your house. It was horrible. I mean, you know, you've been boarded up for a month. It was terrible. And the good thing about that is people got on the internet campus, but we had a couple thousand people not be here because, and some of you actually did get some weather. But let, let me, let me, listen, if you missed the message last weekend, how to lose the loser labels. And guys, y'all, do they need to hear that message? It is vital. So that's the message that I did. I, and that's, I should be doing that this weekend, but it is last weekend. So I'm doing this, this, what I should have last this weekend. So if you're confused, just hang with me. I'm going to get you. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 1 is our theme verse. A good name is to be more what? Than great wealth. And favor is better than what? See, a good name, but if I were to walk up to many promisers this weekend and say, you can have a good name or you can have a million dollars, come on, don't act spiritual, I will call your name. <laughs> Wouldn't a ton of people say, I've, listen, if I got a million dollars, I don't need a good name. 
Isn't that what people would say? But the Bible says a good name is to be more what? Than great wealth. It is, it is so imperative that, that, we, that we have a great name. And names are, are so important, and it, it just it so matters. It is, it is because what God calls you, what you are called, calls you out. It makes a difference in where you are and in what's going on. So does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Let me give you, see, God is the giver of good names. Let me give you, if you're listening, say I am. Now, tell me if these two names would make a difference in how you behave. We all call ourselves sinners, right? I'm just a saved by grace. Or if you said what the Word of God says about you, I am a saint. Now, if you wake up every morning and say, good morning, self, I'm a sinner today. Or if you wake up and say, good morning, self, I am a spirit-filled saint today. Do you think that would change how you behave? See, what you're called calls you out. What God calls you calls you out. That's why the scripture says a good name is to be more desired than great. Well, so let me ask you a question. How many of you want a good name? Come on, anybody want a good name? All right. Because see, it's to be, Proverbs 22, and it is to be more desired than great wealth. It absolutely matters. And, and here's the deal. A, a name, let me tell you what a name is. A name is a shadow of your true self. It's a reflection of who you are, what you're called. And so a good name is, is given by God. And again, what you're called eventually calls you out. A name, let's go to the next one. A name is a reflection of your reputation. And a name matters. In our culture, a name doesn't matter. But biblical, and I think a name actually does matter. Matter of fact, there is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. It also goes on and said, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that, Je- that he is Lord of the glory of God the Father. We worship the names of God because they reflect the character of God. Does that make sense? Matter of fact, the Bible says that God's name is exalted above God's word. And so a name is imperative. What people call you, how people see you, it matters. Proverbs 3, 4 says this. So you will find favor and a good repute. Now, I'm in my my devotion this year, I'm reading John Maxwell Leadership Bible, and it's in NIV. It translates repute, it translates it name, a good name, or a good reputation. So you will find favor in a good name, a good reputation, the sign of God, and man, your walk equals your reputation. Does that make sense? Your walk is all about your reputation. Now, what I found, what I, I found sort of funny is that in Proverbs 3, 4, and Proverbs 22, 1, both verses equate a good name and the favor of God. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you ready? How many of you want more of the favor of God in your life? Does anybody want it? Does anybody, does anybody want more of the favor? See, I want all the favor God's going to give me. I want, man, I want it all. I am a favor hog. I want it all. And you're, if you're reading the, the, the book called out, you, what we've already covered, that's an attribute of Daniel, the favor of God. As a matter of fact, every day God got in his dump truck, beep, 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 and he dumped favor on Daniel. Isn't that right? And because of Daniel's great name, because of Daniel's favor, God used him in miraculous ways. So how do I get that good name, Pastor? I'm so glad you asked. Every single day, 
Every day we sign our names in wet ink. Every day another stroke of our character. So let me give you some names, just, some, just a few names. The Bible calls you, God calls you. God calls you saint, doesn't he? God calls you disciple. He calls you a follower of Christ. He calls you a king's kid. He calls you royalty. He calls you a king and a priest unto our God. He calls you more than a conqueror. He calls you an overcomer. He calls you victorious. He calls you a warrior. God calls you great names. And God knows what God put in you, and he calls you those names to draw that out of you. Does that make sense? He wants to pull out of you what he has placed into you. And so that's why God gives us these good names. There's two ways that we get names. Number one, we receive a name that's a reflection of our character. The angel shows up at Daniel's house, and he says, Daniel, hail man of high esteem. Because of the attributes and the character of Daniel, Daniel was given a good name by the angels. Does that make sense? So sometimes our names are a reflection of who we are. Sometimes we are given names. God gives us names by faith. So when, when God shows up to Abram and he says, Abram, which means exalted father, I'm going to change your name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. So every time Sarah stepped out on the front porch of that tent and said, hey, Abraham, you hunk, hunk of burning love at 90 years old, get on in here. Every time that Sarah called Abraham, she was saying, hey, father of a multitude. Now, Abraham didn't even have a kid. There was no children. And yet God says, call him father of a multitude. So every time she spoke his name, she was speaking by faith. Hey, father of a multitude. When my, when my two boys got to be teenagers, I started calling them, hey, man of God. Two things, they weren't men, nor were they men of God. They were men of a lot of things, but not men of God. Are you with me? I was calling them that by faith. Beware what you call your kids. Hey, stupid. Hey, fat so. Hey, loser. Hey, whatever. Come on. Are y'all with me? See, what you're called calls you out. And so I call them men of God. Today they are men of God. But you know what? I called them that by faith before they were. When Jesus shows up to Simon, he says, hey, Simon, I'm not even going to call you Simon anymore. I'm going to call you Petros the rock. Now, Simon was anything but a rock. Wishy-washy, impetuous, loud mouth. You didn't know what that guy was going to do. But he wasn't a rock. Jesus knew what was in him. And so he called him that name to call that out. Does that make sense? Are you all with me? Y'all listen, I can start over. Are we okay? Okay, here's the deal. So let me ask you a question. What is your reputation reflecting? What is, when people hear your name, what do they think? Winner, servant, victorious, faith, positive, affirming? Or, or does the room drop a couple temperatures when your name is brought up? See, what is your name reflecting? We got to lose the loser labels and let God give us a brand new name. Now, in this culture, don't you think about this? In this culture, we worry more about our credit score than our character. Would y'all agree with that? Would y'all agree with that? See, Daniel's name is my God is judge. And Daniel lived his entire life under the auspices of the judge of heaven, 
That's why, he, that's why he lived to the character that he lived because he lived up to his name. My God is my judge. And I don't care what Nebuchadnezzar or Cyrus, or the Persians or the Medes, I don't care whatever king is over me. And he had every reason to forget about God. He was taken as a prisoner, as a teenager. He was castrated. He was a eunuch. He was a slave under three different empires. He had every reason to cop out. But no, his character and his name carried him to a whole nother level. Matter of fact, let me let me just let me give you this. Back up one about his about Daniel's character. See, Daniel's character carried him in three different kings, three different regimes, three different empires, up to number two in the world. How? Because of his great name and because of his favor. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me out there? Are y'all? And so in Ezekiel, in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 1, a good what is better than a good ointment? He said, well, I don't need any ointment. Well, in Bible times, ointment was currency. Remember when Mary shows up and Jesus is reclining at the table and she breaks that very costly vial of ointment, that pure nard, and she anoints the feet of Jesus? And the disciples are indignant and say, why this waste? We could have sold that ointment for a year's worth of wages. See, that had a numerical value. It was used as currency. It was used in barter and trade. By the way, can I tell you something? Anything you give God, any way you serve God, any sacrifice you make for God is never wasted. I don't care what the world says. It is never wasted, ever, ever, ever. And so nothing... Go to the next slide. Nothing is more valuable that you have than your name. Does that make sense? Nothing is more valuable than your name. Matter of fact, when I grew up, there, now you young adults probably have never heard this saying, but there was a saying that, that was known all across our country, and that is this. A man's word is his bond. See how many people knew that? Knew that. Matter of fact, when I was a kid, multi-million dollar deals were done on the basis of of a handshake. Because people knew, man, you had a good name, you had character, you shook somebody's hand, come hell or high water, you were going to fulfill what you said. But today, because we don't have character, we have to have contracts. And in your life, your word ought to be your bond. Your name ought to be good enough. Remember, I had a buddy of mine, went to the bank not long ago, got $100,000, all he did was sign his name. You know why? He had a good name. He had a reputation. A man's word is his bond. It is absolutely a woman's word is her bond. It is, it's huge. And I'm shocked at how many saints leave their name, they leave their character to chance or choice. Be deliberate about what you want to be called. Be deliberate about how you want to be seen. Be deliberate. I don't care what you've been called up to this. It could be fat, loser, addict. Man, I don't care how bad it is. Today's the day for a new name. No matter where you've been, it's time for a new name. There's a new name written down in glory. It's the absolute reason that I spent a long time. So why you better read this, writing this book for you. Matter of fact, do you know them already working on the 2018 book? Already, man, in diving in to prepare about what God is going to do and what God wants done. And so that's the deal. Psalms 112, verse 6, talking about the righteous. The men and women with a great name, they will never be shaken. The righteous will be what? Remembered. The righteous will be remembered forever. See, the righteous are rewarded and remembered because they reflect the character of God. So let me ask you a question. 
What will you be remembered for? When you're gone, and by the way, do you know what you're doing today? You're writing your eulogy. You're writing your funeral sermon. Somebody will preach over you when you're dead. And you're writing what they will say already. They're, they're putting it down. So how are you going to be remembered? Matter of fact, do you know that right now, thousands of years later, we're still talking about Daniel. Why? Because the righteous will be remembered. Those that reflect the character of God, they're going to be remembered. And so that's what we do. That's the deal. I, you know, I, how do you want to be remembered? You know what I want to be remembered? You know what the one name I want to be remembered for? Honestly, it, means, it matters more to me than any name. I want to be remembered for the name pastor. I want to be remembered as a pastor who, who drew out of the people of God that which God put into the people of God. I want to be the pastor that helps you achieve your full potential. I want to be the pastor that's encouraging, that's challenging, smacking, whatever it takes to get you, to get what God has placed in you to come out of you so that you'll achieve your full potential. Amen? That's my goal. That's how I want to be remembered. That's the deal. So that's who's going to celebrate your character? Who's going to do it? Remember in Ecclesiastes 7.1, it said, The day of a man's death is actually better than the day of his birth because once a man dies, his character has been sealed and the righteous will be remembered. Now, I don't do a lot of funerals now, but I've done a horde of funerals in 35 years of ministry. And so now I do really the funerals for only the longstanding, you know, promisers who have been here, the seniors. Man, that's, that's the ones that I do the funerals for. And I've, again, I've done a lot. But I, and some of you, a couple years ago, three years ago, I did the funeral of a man named Dan Owsley. This building was packed. And Dan Owsley was here the day this church was founded. He served in our kids' ministry, served in our greeter ministry. His basement was full of costumes. Every weekend he wore a different costume. He was at the door greeting children. Now, I wanted to sneak into his basement and steal a couple of those and take those out of circulation. But Dan was here every weekend greeting kids. He loved kids. He was wonderful. He had a name, and we remember that name. I remember where I was in London when Justin Petrowski texted me and said, Hey, you don't have to pray for my dad any longer. He's perfectly healthy. He's in the arms of Jesus. And I stood right here and shared about Larry Petrescu, one of my best friends, my assistant Gloria's husband, who, is, who passed away. And can I tell you, you know what the theme was for that? Hashtag Petrowski Strong. We remembered him for strength and his servant. See, he lived his life writing his funeral message. Are y'all with me? And you see, listen, don't leave your character, don't leave your eulogy to chance. Write it today. You make a double decision. How I'm going to live my life is going to be how I'm going to be remembered. So let me tell you about faith promise. Faith promise, when it, when it comes to names, are you in the construction or the destruction business? Do you know more people are in the destruction business? Do you, you do realize that? Than the construction business. Hey, don't be in the destruction business. Last after the church, Michelle was doing some reading on the internet, and again, one of those pastors that 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 lost his ministry and is in the middle of a divorce right now, who preached here, who preached right on this platform, Pete Wilson, and they were crucifying Pete Wilson across the internet. That's not how Christians are to treat each other. They were destroying his name. Now, did he blow it? Sure he did. Is he still a child of God? Sure he is. 
Does God still have a plan for his life? Absolutely. But too many Christians are in the destruction business, not the construction business. Let's be people that rip off the loser labels. Let's be people that give out good names. Let's be people. Matter of fact, do you know Faith Promise is a construction site? We're building some names in the house of God. We're building families. We're building characters. We're building lives that honor God. We're building ministries and groups and fortunes. We're, we're seeing God build up great things. So you come here, we're going to help work on you. And we all need a little help, don't we? Come on, we all need some people to get in there. And so that's the deal. And I was, I was, I was working on these notes, and man, I was praying over them. Then it just the thought hit me. Once you label a person, you limit a person. If you're an employer, once you look at your employees and you put a four on this guy's head, he'll never be a 10 because you will limit that person. Put a 10 on everybody's head. Amen. Don't you be the one that's doing destruction. You be the one that's doing construction. Jesus died on the cross so you'd have a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. So it's, it's, but now we want a good name, right? It's to be more desirable than great wealth. And so let me tell you about building a great name. Here's the key. You cannot do it alone. Daniel didn't. Daniel had a small group his entire life. Three guys we know of in the group, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hey, lady stopped me after service one time. She said, why did you keep preaching about a billy goat? I said, ma'am, I, I was there. I didn't say anything about Billy Goat. Yeah, you kept talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and a Billy Goat. I said, Abednego. Come on, Abednego. <laughs> and no Billy Goat's in the Word of God. So, it's a, but see, Daniel, one of the ways that Daniel built a great name is he had a small group of guys around him who held him accountable. If you've read the book, you know that Arach was sent out to kill all the wise men, and they were going to kill Daniel. And, and man, Daniel went and got his small group together and said, hey, we got to pray, man. Pray all night. Pray God will give me revelation so I can get all the wise men from being murdered. See, Daniel did it because he had a group around him. So if you want a good name, then you've got to have people around you. So let me give you a couple thoughts for 2017 if you want to help build a name. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, I'm ready. Number one, increase your faithfulness to the house of God. Don't come once a month. Don't come every other week. Come every week you're at home. And if you're gone, get on the internet campus. Amen? Listen, we preach 52 messages. This is the third. How many can you miss and still build a great name? Because the world is going to suck all the, the good name out of you. It's what it's there for. And so, you, man, increase your faith. Number two, get in a small group. Daniel did. Get in a small group. Right now, our small group is doing what we call an alignment around this sermon series, around the book called out. And this last week, I had so many great reports of people that shared about, hey, I remember when a loser label was tagged on me. Today, we're pulling it off. And sometimes those labels stick so hard, somebody's got to help grab that label and peel it off of you. Are you with me? You need the help of a small group. You need the Holy Spirit in your life, some spirit-filled people to help you. So increase your faithfulness. Get in a group. When this service is over, you can go to four years, any one of our campuses. There'll be people waiting on you because you need the power of the other. You cannot do it alone. Next, do a personal growth plan. It's in the back of the book. Just do the faith one. It's been the greatest tool to help me draw closer to God. See, I don't have a quiet time because I have to. I can't wait to get with God in the morning. The favorite thing I do all day is spend my mornings with God. I love, listen, reading my Bible is not a drudgery. It is a delight. It's a delight. 
I want to. Psalms 51, 12. So, man, get, hey, read the Bible with me this year. In the back of that book is a Bible reading plan. We're going to read the same the same passages together. We're going to be praying for each other. Again, we have seven more days of the 21-day fast. Join with us the last seven days. You don't have to fast all seven. Fast a meal a day. Spend some extra time with God. Read the book. And listen, do the book. Don't just read the book. Fill in the blanks. Do you, you know what some of you have done already? Let me tell you what you did. I gave you 32 blanks to fill in the attributes. You cheated. You went to the next page. You're the people who get a crossword puzzle and go to the end of the book. I know what you've done. Listen, do the book right. Fill in the blanks. Let the Spirit of God speak to you every day. Are we better together? Are we better together? Then, man, let's dive in there. Amen. Come on, somebody. What God is going to do. So now, we probably have a 1,000 extra people. It's early in the year. And, man, folks, I'll come back to church in January, right? And then by February, they, they begin to go. As, man, listen, if, you've, if, you're, if you work out in the gym and you're hating the last couple weeks, don't worry. Most of those people are not going to come back in another week or two. You'll still be able to get your regular machines. Let's don't be those people. Amen? Let's, man, let's march. Let's march on. But with all the people, there's some people in our camps this weekend that have never been born again. So let's give people an opportunity to give the hearts of Jesus. With every head bow, we're going to pray a prayer with you. If you're ready, pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus. I know I've sinned. I know I'm far from you. Forgive me. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my master. You died for me. You rose from the grave. I ask for a new name. I'm going to follow you by faith every day of my life. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, somebody give him some praise this weekend. Wow, wow, wow. Has it been good to be in the house of God? Now, here's the deal. If you are not in a group in just one minute when I dismiss you, head out through those doors. There'll be people in the foyer to help you connect to a small group. Go ahead and dive in there. Get connected. If it's a group, man, you don't jive with, find another group. Our group staff, Kyle Wall and his team will help you get in a group. You cannot build a great name alone. Now, has it been good to be in the house of God? Amen. So here's the deal. Is 2017 going to be our best year yet? Is it? Then, hey, listen. Y'all see that grandstand back there to my right and your left in the back? It's not full. Next weekend, let's fill that. Amen. Let's fill that next weekend. And then, and then some of you are going to move to the 845 service who love God enough to get up a little earlier. I know that's a great sacrifice. He died on the cross. We can't get out of bed. And so... Listen, I'm so excited. I love you guys so much. Is it going to be a great year? We love you. Be blessed. See you next, see you next week.